Good day, welcome, welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. I'm your host, Javon, and I'm here with my co-host. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Ryan. Javier. It's Andrew. And welcome back, welcome back. We're going to continue our discussion from last week regarding the leagues. And um, we're going to start over in Germany. <clears throat> yes, in the Bundesliga. Boy, oh boy, this is a rough one for all the Dortmund fans. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing, though. As an Arsenal fan, I kind of felt a little bit of relief as, you know, not the only team kind of blowing a lead. Uh, so as much as I wanted Dortmund to win it this year, you know, there was some kind of relief to them not, you know, blowing their chance at the end. But at the same time, man, uh, yeah, come on. They, all they had is they just had one job. All they do, they just had to see out their final game against Mainz. Yep, yeah. essentially all they had to do was win. The week the week prior, um, I think it was Leipzig. Leipzig gave, did them a huge uh, favor by beating um, Bayern Munich 3-1, if I'm not mistaken, on the scoreline. And all Dortmund had to do was show up, beat mine. Was it mine? No, it wasn't mine on the last day. No, uh, it wasn't on the last day. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Dortmund played mine on the last day. Bayern Munich played Cologne. Yes, yes, yes. So all they had to do was show up and beat uh, Mainz on the last day, and they would have won the league. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, they find a way to lose. They they find they found a way to lose that game. <laughs> absolutely, a- absolutely embarrassing. This was as a Dortmund fan. This kind of made me hate the club a little. Um, no, Jude Bellingham wasn't on the pitch for this game, um, obviously, uh, because of injury. And obviously, he was a big miss, but I don't know. I'm lost of words regarding this. It, it just sounds like they choked, you know, when it mattered most of them. They did start to pick it up in the second half because they were losing 2-0. Once they brought on Gio Rena, he kind of elevated the team a bit. And they ended up tying 2-2, but the interesting thing was... Cologne actually was tied against Bayern, and it was Musiala that scored that winning goal for them to exactly. bring them ahead. Exactly, and and some can chalk it up to quality. I just think Dortmund bottled it because at their last, I think five home games, uh, uh, um, in the signal I do part, they destroyed teams, they demolished teams. So I don't know how. I don't know if it's, if it's a pressure got to them. I don't know if it's them not being able to beat Bayern for the league. In eleven seasons straight, um, got to them. I don't know, but 11. Bayern won the league eleven times in a row. <laughs> it's it was written, which sparks which sparks a question. <laughs> which sparks, yeah, it was written because all of our social media people knew they would they were making memes already of them buckling it. Um, but this this um raises a bigger question: Is the Bundesliga a high quality league to play in? It's mid. Yeah, I think you can't it, just say it, it's mid. You have to, you have to expound on your points. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna honestly say this that it's just because Ooh. we've seen this with Dortmund consistently throughout periods of times in separate eras. Like you saw it with Klopp when he had Dortmund as well, when he gave Dortmund like one of their best runs at Bayern as well, and ultimately failed. It just shows that consistently, like whatever. It might be due to like the unique business models that they have in for the clubs in by in Germany, but 
it's enabled Bayern to essentially dominate for over a decade. Even PSG, with their dominance and resources, hasn't been able to achieve that. Yeah. Well, well, I mean. Mm-hmm. Bayern Munich's like this wasn't their best season. They there were games, you know, they lost. <laughs> it wasn't their best season. A little bit. Yeah. It was not their best season, and and to be fair. They gave Dortmund the chance to win the league so much time. It's not even the down to the last day. There's been opportunities where um, Dortmund, uh, where Bayern would either draw two in a row or lose two back to back, and Dortmund either wins one, loses two, and draws or draw two. It's it it was insane. It was up and down. And, and not only that, it's like their their head to head games with Bayern. They. For whatever reason, they're just not convincing. At times when Bayern score against them, it's it's like an open game for Bayern, and that's what Bayern loves. You know, you know, if one thing you, you got to set up against Bayern, you got to make sure you're strategically matched with them. You just you don't make it an open game, especially with the superior. Yeah, team. you just don't make it free flowing. You're gonna you're gonna lose unless you're a better team. You're gonna lose. It, it's it, it was nonsensical. But Javier, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, after Andrew was saying like. Paris Saint Germain came up like in the mid, in the, like the early two thousands, or late two thousands basically. So, yeah, Liga, uh, I can't go one side either way. But Bundesliga, um, Bayern. I just think the problem is that the fifty plus one rule has been putting most of the teams stagnant that they can't really compete because fifty plus one rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fans own most of the club basically. Probably an entity, like for example, at Bayern, the fans own the club, but they have entities like Allianz, Adidas, and all they have shares in Bayern, like that. But majority of the shares, fans own it. They have a president whatsoever. Bayern is a really well run club. And I just think they know how to what turn the league into their own mm-hmm. um, monopoly, basically, or whatever, like that, which I think is. Really crazy how you see it over the years that they have won the Bundesliga 11 years in a row. Before that, they had Stuttgart and you had, um, I think, where the Bremen were like Dortmund really, themselves. yeah, Dortmund as well, are really competitive teams as well. But I just think that the rest of the teams need some investments, major investments, mm-hmm. before they can actually start competing. Um, I mean, Life Speak is an example of that, that they didn't use the 50 plus one rule. Which everybody hates them yeah. because they have a rich owner stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a question for you when you're finished. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Bundesliga, I don't really think it's competitive. Um, Bayern just plays in the league just to prepare for like Champions League. That's what I just think they do on a yearly basis. And Dortmund try their best to try and win, but it, it just doesn't work. I mean, at Bayern, they already know they're going to win the league. It's just that they just need to try and win. The DFP Pokal and the Champions League. That's just their main goal every season, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And like, so let me the ask other... you a question. Yeah. To maintain relevance by winning the Champions League once a decade. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but my mm-hmm. but my major question is, um, I have, I have a, it's a two it's two separate question. One, uh, do you in your yeah? So this is a, a personal question and um from an analytical standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Personal question first. Do you yeah. honestly believe in the 50 plus one rule or do you think it should change to make the league better? I think it should change. It would make the league much better. I mean, look at RB Leipzig. 
Um, yeah, and, and they, everyone hates him for it. Yeah, everybody hates him like that. I mean, if you look at when they came into the, the Bundesliga and they got, you know, they I think when they came in, they finished second, I believe, or third, something like that. And mm-hmm. people didn't like that because, you know, their club have been trying to compete for how long and they, they didn't have a success like that, basically. You know, all of them have won the league yet, but they have come close to win it on many occasions. But I yes, think... They're always competing. Yeah, I mean, even earlier this year as well, um, the president of the Bundesliga, um, Karl Rummeniger, and the CEO of Bayern is like, they are contemplating on getting rid of the 50 plus one rule because the league is just as competitive per se. But apparently, it is more competitive than France because France has only has one Champions League spot. I think the second place is just a playoff. In Germany, no, no, they have no, 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 spots. No, no. The, yeah, it, so all the leagues have four spots except France. France has three mm-hmm. spots for the league, and then and then, um, I think the if you win the Coupe de France or one of those competitions, then you yeah win yeah. That. So the, it's essentially if you win the Coupe de France, the price of winning mm-hmm. the Coupe de France is a spot in the Champions League, which I actually believe but is if smart. She wins it, then it just goes to the next bottom. Yeah. Spot in the league. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think, but I think that that's a good reward. Yeah, but but I think it's a good okay, reward. I think that's actually a mm-hmm. good reward to win to win a cup to give these these teams that would never play in the Champions League over by All right, fair over enough, fair enough. game season. Fair enough. But 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 I don't want to stray off topic because Javier is kind of our Buddhist league resident. Yeah, expert. but like um, the way I, was... I, I have a couple more. I have a couple more questions right. for you. Yeah, and for the panel, mm-hmm. of course. I do want to say this on the fifty plus one rule. I'm kind of I am for it in terms of as a fan in principle it's because I believe fans should have stake in terms of like ownership in their club, similar to like yeah. you know, how Chelsea has a Ch- Chelsea Pet Owners Association that owns like Stamford Bridge's property itself, yes, and the rights to the name, mm-hmm. so that way we have some kind of ownership over like Todd Bully not be able to just sell it off to some company or entity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe in stuff like that, but it's difficult to like manage without like some historical precedent. Uh, it it it, it yeah. is. Uh, uh, like... mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All I right. have it a bit a lot here. But um oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. my, my next question to you, yeah. My next question to you is and uh, let me shelf shelf that question. From an analytical yeah. standpoint. What yeah. can be done to make the Bundesliga more competitive as it stands? Boy, um, using our Premier League strategy, you need mm-hmm. to rebrand the league as what the Premier League did in 1992. Get investments mm-hmm. just for, I mean, uh, broadcast commissions, um, sponsorships, like, you know, you had um, Barclays Bank and stuff like that. They need, they need stuff like that, to be honest, because the price money is not big. Um, teams are struggling financially because the packages that they get from the current sponsors are not big as well. They need some, they need better sponsorship, and they've been trying to do that for years. But I don't know why they can't make anything better. I really don't know why you need to ask the the German National Commission of Football Association Association or something like that. I really don't know why, but they need better investments, and uh, they need some good sponsors as well. Um, related back to the fifty plus one rule. That needs to go. I know fans want to have a historic tie to their club and more affectionate love for their club, yeah. per se, if I read it right. Yeah. But if they want to compete much yeah. better and go further, they need to basically to sell your soul, right? Yeah. 
it, it might sound a bit crazy, but they have been contemplating it since last year, coming into early this year as well. I was reading something as well from um a Bayern news outlet, and they want to uh, move forward with that. But citizens are a bit hesitant, and you know, selling their souls. But I think that yeah, I, better sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in regards to the you know the fifty one plus rule, yeah, maybe if you give the yeah. majority like a majority to an owner that wants to properly invest in the club, I could see that can elevate. Yeah. Yeah, more commercial uh, money. You know that that's yeah, definitely, as as it definitely. Like the experience for the fans. One of the mm-hmm. things the rest of the team should stop doing is selling their best players to Bayern. You know they they should have a say because well, you know you know I was gonna well, you know you know you know, that, you know that was gonna be my my question to the. To, I, to the I wanted I want to touch it, on that point right now, but go ahead. Go yeah. talk first before I touch on it. Yeah, and Ryan, I'll let you finish, but the general question after you're finished is, and this is to the entire panel, is it, can we only blame the 50 plus one rule, or do we have to blame some of these lower clubs, or, let me not say lower clubs, because respect to all clubs, are these clubs that keep selling their best players to Bayern, Bayern just kick down the door and say, hey, I want you, 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 and you, come now, and you, you just sell them, I granted, sometimes the players want to go, but do you think these clubs should stand up and say, hey, we're not selling our best player to our main rival? Or no, it's but... It's going to cause the monopoly effect. All right, go ahead. How can they stand up against teams like Bayern and Dortmund? Because Dortmund has bought the most players within the Bundesliga, not Bayern. How could they stand up when they get an offer for like 70 million, 30 million, 20 million? They're not going to turn that down when that 20 million could pay a staff players and stuff like that. Most clubs in the Bundesliga... Okay, for example, look at their stadium. It's not even state-of-the-art stadium, per, um, per se. Some of them. I mean, when you see a bit like 30 million for their players, they're not going to pass it up. They're not. They're not going to pass it up. Mm. If, for example, um, when Borussia Mönchengladbach, you know, they have more titles than Dortmund, just to say, they sold Royce to Dortmund. They weren't going to turn down that fee for him. Mm-mm. Mm. So, but but then my my question to that is, if these players are good enough to go and play for Bayern Munich, shouldn't aren't they good to go and play for other clubs outside the league? Like, yeah, would but, be a viable option if you need your money to market some players to the yeah, league? but like we see uh, now with Inter, right? We see now with yeah. Inter, Inter marketing some of their players mm-hmm. that they need to sell to balance their book their books and they're marketing but, their 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 players to players right to to cl- clubs outside their league. Right. See, you kind of get where I'm coming at. Yeah, we need to sell. We need to sell Colomuani, for example. Let's send mm-hmm. him to Bayern, you know, mm-hmm. versus selling him to a United. Uh, that that's just what I, I understand. What you're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, I don't understand. You, it's hard. Yeah, yeah I, it's very hard to turn down money, but mm-hmm. from a broader perspective, you can market your players to other leagues that need that need those. Yeah, of but, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. See this though, because like. Because you do see uh, exports from Bundesliga coming to other leagues, as well as just the top talent within Bundesliga just going to Bayern, essentially. Because you see, like, uh-huh. Kai Havertz, Werner's, and all these other people leave that Bayern don't buy, but they still keep, like, all their talent in. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true, that's true, but yeah. Javier, but, but, but Javier can attest to this. 
those those players were linked to Bayern. It's it's Leverkusen. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah. it's not. It's Leverkusen. It's Dortmund I'm, saying I'm, we're not going to sell to you. It's them saying we're not going to sell to you. We'd rather sell to a Chelsea or a, yeah. or, a, or, a, or a Manchester United, which is which moves yeah. the yeah. point even more. Because I there's when... players that. Yeah, I was saying, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. Javier will tell you right now. There's lesser known, lesser known players that leave from Bundesliga that go into the Premier League and make it. Perfect example: Kevin De Bruyne. He left from Chelsea to Wolfsburg, became a star, came back to the Premier League, and Bayern was interested in him. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to sell to Bayern. There's mm-hmm. a whole market out there, so that's why I kind of want to put but some what, of the responsibilities on the clubs themselves. That. But what I'm saying, the result is for Bayern, though, is that it by default within their league, they always end up with the best. Yeah, and, and I'm right. trying to find out way to prevent that. They also have the pulling power so for other leagues, too. Bayern has the no, pulling like, power and the money. There's no top four where there's like, oh, if it doesn't go to Bayern, it goes to these other three teams. It's like, no, it like eight out of ten times, the top player goes to Bayern. All right. And then yeah. again, and that's what I'm trying Bayern, to find a solution for. If you look at Bayern, you know that it's a surety. It's a surety that you're gonna stay in Germany. You're gonna win the Bundesliga anyways, and you're gonna compete in Champions League, which is a sure for you as well. So I mean, you have that as well at the same time. Um, like that's what players are looking for. I mean, just the other day, Conrad Lima is that he got transferred to Bayern like just last month, I think. I mean, I think it was linked to Man United, if I'm. Sure. Yeah, Man United was linked yeah, to, yeah. and yep. the guy just went to Bayern because, like, Man United might not be in the Champions League next year. Who knows? I don't and, know. I, I mean, I don't know. And everyone knows how Manchester United are in the transfer window. Wait, wait until yeah. the last minute to get everything sorted out. So yeah, yeah. definitely. I, 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 mm-hmm. understand, I understand. I definitely understand what you guys are saying. I'm just attacking it from an angle. The argument from an angle where what yeah. can these clubs do? Do 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 because. To be uh, fair, yeah. some of these clubs can put their foot down. Am I lying? Ah, uh, yeah, Frankfurt can. Frankfurt can. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these clubs can put their foot down and say, no, you're not going to buy mm. it. We'll sell you anywhere else except Bayern. Man, I remember. The biggest shortcoming within the Bundesliga is the fact that they is that the clubs that should be in the top four are not competitive enough against Bayern. Even though they, that is true. Even times when they fumbled the bag a bit this season, they haven't been able to capitalize. Like that is true. That is true. They fumbled a bit. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's really on them because like I can't really blame teams that are like fighting for relegation and yo-yoing or anything like that for not fighting mm-hmm. against Bayern or something like that. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, and that that, that, that is li- a, a, legit, a legitimate argument. But I've seen time and time again where Javier just said it. And another example, Uber Meccano. Leipzig finished <laughs> second that one year. We're doing the same transfer. That's Selim. Like, it makes no it's sense. It makes just no Selim. No, 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 no. It's no, like, no, no, it's, it's, no. It, it doesn't matter. No one knew he would be, no one knew he, he would got, he would have gotten worse. Leipzig, the Bundesliga is a family. Uh, yeah, I'm saying that. The like Bundesliga it. is a family. <laughs> I said the Bundesliga is a family. Bad is uncle and bad is uncle grandpa. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, man, it's crazy. But um, yeah, but uh, all, uh, yeah. yeah, all in all, it is what it is. Yeah, I I got one question for you guys. Yeah, who bottled it more, Arsenal or Dortmund? 
Dortmund. Definitely Dortmund. Dortmund. It's not even a Dortmund. question. Uh-huh. Not even a second. Yep. Bro, you had to win one game and you could break the 11 year streak. Bro, come on. <laughs> you guys never broke my toxicity last season, so I mean, clearly Dortmund. <laughs> Bro, this it was it was it was it was bad. All right, let, let's switch switch gears there a bit. Let's let's hop over to Italy, Napoli demolished their league, didn't they? Ooh, or not? They ran away yeah, with it. yeah, yeah, yeah. They went away with that totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won. Uh, I think mm-hmm. at the end, the total are sixteen or eighteen points. Um, I was talking to one of my uh, uh, friends the other day, um, and he watches the Bundesliga. That no, I'm sorry, he watches the Syria intensive like that's his go-to league, and he's um, Napoli wasn't good at the end or good at the end. And I'm thinking, is it really that they weren't good at good at the end, or did they just already won the league and they just fell off because there wasn't there weren't any need to be that competitive towards the end? Because we even saw that in Champions League. By the time they got to their what I think quarterfinal stage in Champions League, they're already twenty points clear at that time, and they're just cruising at that point. It, 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 a bit of that and the fizzling out too, because uh, you saw in the game against AC Milan, they were just looking. You know, they looked like they couldn't string attacks together, and as much as that uh, they had the ball, AC Milan kind of sat back. AC Milan played a great game against them. They held them off. It was it was a it was a good game of like you know AC Milan's been there before and done it whereas New Napoli were like the new boys on the block, so I felt like it was more of growing pains for them mm-hmm. in the Champions League, but I expect them to still be that you know that deadly team next year. Yeah. Yeah. Will they be the deadly team? Do you really think they're gonna be the deadly team next year? If they, they lost their coach. Players. They lost the coach, and Kim Min Jae is already on the move to Bayern. Is, uh, oh, yeah, look, another Bayern signing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he already said Bayern already. Honestly, nobody thought Napoli would actually win the league this year, and they actually, no one did really know that they did good recruitment, to be honest. Not much people know, because, I mean, Kim Min Jae, no one thought he's going to be like a big defender like that. No one thought. So, I mean, who knows? They might just recruit mm-hmm. good again and come out strong again. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah, never but, one know. Of, but one of the main yeah. persons that you're, you you were recruiting for is gone, Spalletti. I think I really think Spalletti has a lot to do with it, and I don't see them repeating it without Spalletti. Um, There's some work to be done. Boy. Don't get me wrong. Go ahead, Javier. I mean, like, I would always say football is round and anything can happen, but uh, I give it 99% chance or 1% faith that it is possible that they can retain the title if they just do the same really? thing again. Recruit good, get, get a decent manager, or get a good manager who can, you know, not really replicate, but have good ideas and intention to win games and, you know, Keep winning as much games, basically, just to win the league, and that's what they did last season. And um, I think that's all they just need. Napoli, the president, is good at recruiting. Um, their board is good as well in terms of spotting the right players, not just recruiting staff, but right players as well. And what is needed for the club in the long run, because when, when our system against Sarri left, they started the issue, and um, they know how to. Uh, keep things running basically, yeah. 
There's a couple of other teams. But, uh, that is, um, that is in, not funny for you. And Syria. Yeah. Syria right now, yep. uh, Juventus had a really stagnant stagnant season. You know, Ryan? Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. They had an up and down Juventus season. was, Juventus I think they got a 10-point deduction. I do not know. Uh, I think it was 10 yeah, points. The end, I they can't a... remember. 10 points deduction. Yeah, at, the, and... at the end, they had a 10-point reduction. Damn. Um, but they started they with a 15-point in... reduction originally. Um, it was it was a whole mess. And it was a whole show for, for Juventus. So we're not going to get into that right now. They even want to release Pogba. Re- really, really, really strange. But not strange because Pogba yeah, was injured. Injured. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was injured the entire season. Uh, that That's just bad. Um, what do you guys think about it? deduction got, uh, got a hit too, right? Yeah, 15 first, re- re- revol- re- um, revealed or whatever that word is, the, 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 the pull it back, then it ended up with a 10-point reduction. Okay, all right. What did you guys think about Napoli season? Not Napoli, Inter Milan season. Uh, in turn, in total, if, if we're talking about in total, I thought, you know, real good. They made it to the Champions League spot, made it to the Champions League final. And they won the Copa um, Italia. Lukaku a little bit underwhelming, um, but other than that, I I thought you know they they held their own. Uh, it looked at mm-hmm. some point it looked a little bit nervy for them, but I, I like I said I think they held their own. Um, I think that at one point they were competing with Napoli, but Napoli just blew them out of the water. Yeah, um, most definitely. Yeah, yeah Milan was a, li- a lot more disappointing, and they got more question marks. But yeah, Milan, Milan, they fired oh, Maldini. Yeah. It is. Yeah, AC Milan. I do not understand why they did that because this man legit rebuilt the entire club with Avagazidas, who Please. I hate because he was at Arsenal. Like I don't like Avagazidas, but he Preach. did a decent, he did a decent job at AC Milan though from leaving Arsenal. But yeah, Preach. Preach. I don't know. I did. Preach. I don't understand why they fired Maldini. Even the players were shocked. Like. What? Yeah, and majority of the players was upset. The majority of the players were upset because they fired him. It is yeah, but most of those players' future, most of those players' future, was dependent on Maldini. Legit. Yep. Like Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, Mignon. Um, Tonali. Yeah. Even though he. How long is Leo contract? Did he sign like a one-year extension or? I think it was like a two-year extension or something like that. Nah, don't quote me on that. With a, with, it was, with, it was a, a, with a release class of 175 million. Yeah, he's leaving soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants and he wants to leave because Maldini left. Um, yeah. Despite that, AC Milan has, have made some good signings or are interested in a couple good players. I know they signed Ruben Loftus-Cheek from Chelsea. It's a good signing for them. Yeah, they're, they're very they're heavily linked with Christian Pulisic. I hope he goes there. I think AC Milan is a good club for him. They sold uh, yeah. Penali. Yeah, to 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 Newcastle, and hey, Newcastle is gonna be something next year. Yeah, but Javon, back to you. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, scary. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna pretend I'm an expert on the Italian league or anything, but I'm definitely gonna say with the constraints they had financially and things like that, and what they're going through, they probably did about average because they made it to the CL final and things like that. So I mean, probably average, even though they easily could have. On a different day, they actually could have at least taken that to overtime because Lukaku yep. just had it like 
it. Yeah, had a bad day. To the right. <laughs> yeah, and 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 move out the way from um <laughs> from from that shot he blocked. He oh, look yeah, at the side of Fournier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at the side of bad day. Uh yeah, let's hop over to Roma because I want to discuss Roma a little bit. Roma had a good. Uh, let me ask. Let me, let me pause. Roma had a indifferent season. Is that the word? Where uh, they made it to the Europa yeah. League final. Jose Mourinho kind of gave up on the league because Juventus got the point deductions uh, revoked. But then they gave Juventus the, the, the point reduction last minute. So he kind of changed up how he played his squads for league games. So I, I don't know. You were saying, Ryan? No, it's it's that point. Like they started off good, then they had like these spotty results with draws and losses. But yeah, towards the end, it tailed off, and you saw that he was just focusing on the Europa League. But do you think if he had a better squad, because he 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 can put a squad together, you know? Yes, whatever the answer is, yes. Whatever the answer is, is yes. Whatever the question is, is yes. I I really do think you know this man can be winning this league. Like imagine if he went to Napoli. They won't be a, as that attack-minded team, but they'll still be lethal. Easy. I, I, I still think they'll yeah. be a dangerous team to work, you know, if he's working with them. Yeah, if he I gets mean, some signings done. Dream right there. I mean, yep. working with the ex-Chelsea legend manager as his, like, oh, you brought it there. look up oh, the Drogba and all that. So. Mm-hmm. No, but, but in, all seriously, in all seriousness, if Mourinho had a better squad, I can't see him winning the league. I can't see him um, winning Europa League or Conference League. I don't know if I see him winning another Champions League, uh, but that's due to how his, his next team is. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Overall, do you guys think uh, Serie A is on the rise? Especially like now we're starting to see more attack-minded teams. Like Over the years, Atalanta was one of those teams. They still are. Mm-hmm. They just need to improve on the quality more. Uh, Inter, they're starting to do it. Yeah. Milan as well, and of course Napoli. Hmm. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with ES. I remember last last year in, in our debut season for this podcast, that was one of our talking points. Is Syria still a good good league? Um, and it reflected it it, it reflected in how um they didn't make it to the World Cup. That that's not we're not gonna go we're not gonna go over that again. But I think this season it's, a, it's been an improvement for sure. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna cautiously say in the short term yes, but I think in the long term probably not. Just because when I look at a bunch of the clubs across Italy, they all seem kind of financially strapped in some kind of financial situation. Yep. So uh, I'm not sure how that looks in the long term. Like, yeah, they can loop it around like I'm not an expert in any of that so like they could loop it around but I feel like that just puts it in that maybe situation like oh they're at risk so yeah. like, I, was, I don't know about long term but I think short term yeah they're like Napoli obviously is turning out really well for the Italian league right now yeah and yeah that's, that's good um overall uh, let's let's switch gears to, to to La Liga Barcelona winning the league yeah, they won Hey-o. it by some points at the end, Kings after one nil this that this season or last season. I don't know, not kind of traditional Barcelona. That, pardon, not your traditional Barcelona, not, a, not at all. Um, Barcelona fans, Xavi's rating for the for his first season in charge, charge, uh, first full season. Uh, 
I'm impressed myself. Uh, you know, the way he organized the team, and he also had some hurdles to deal with. You know, an oversized squad. Uh, you know, certain players. You know, obviously they want to start some of them out of position. Um, the whole PK issue that he had to deal with and let him loose. Um, and then as well as he's got some young players. He he, that, he has a mix of young and old. Uh, not old, but seasoned veterans. You know, and that's always a good thing for a league campaign. And he once he started to get his team. You know, his starting eleven. That's when you started seeing, you know, a Barcelona that you just couldn't score against. And then from there, they just built onwards. Hmm. And I think Barcelona, you know, besides their financial struggles, what they're doing on the field, you know, I think is going to probably, ho- I want to say hopefully, is kind of make it better. You know, hopefully they can start, a, still they're still attracting players. It's still a top club or, you know, across the world. Now uh, they just got to bring it to the Champions League next season. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they do in the Champions League. Um, from a Real Madrid perspective, we'll finish second. It's kind of disappointing because there are point there are games that they played where it seems that they didn't want to play. Um, there there were some games that okay we win this we're either in front of Barca, level with Barca, or a point behind, and they just have teams that Alaves beat them, Villarreal spanked them, it, it draws losses. They made no sense and they kind of gave up on the league. But when it came on to the cup competitions as Champions League, they showed up up until that deadly match against Manchester City. Uh, I would say it's an all-in-all okay season for Ancelotti. I think he, okay. he won the um, UEFA Super Cup, uh, the, that preseason European Cup. Um, he won the Copa de España, if I'm not mistaken. He did. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was talking about regarding the name. <laughs> uh, and... Finished second, lost the ch- the ch- last out. I went out in the Champions League final to a better team. Um, and yeah, it's a rebuild. That that midfield can't start every every game anymore. Um, that's why the midfield we just saw the signing the Jude Bellingham, which we'll get into at a, um later on in the podcast this episode. Uh, <coughs> coming in, but you know, all in all, it was an okay season for Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid. They got better at the end. Griezmann yeah, they, they, turned they, they, it on they, after the World Cup. Before the World Cup, man, they looked like they weren't going to go nowhere near top four. True. Uh, but yeah, I think Griezmann was that catalyst for their turnaround. For sure, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, and I think the World Cup did it for Griezmann. It was definitely the World Cup um, that changed um, Griezmann's form. And after mm-hmm. the cup, he was just balling. And Atletico was actually an Atletico Madrid that I was I would watch. They were very attacking when Joao Felix wasn't there. Strange. And it, yeah, very it's strange. Surprising. You would think Joao Felix would be the you know in the center of that. Most definitely. But mm. unfortunately, he wasn't. <laughs> so that that um, what did they do with him now? But we we kind of safe. It's kind of not hard to touch on these transfer topics. But we have a whole segment for transfers coming up shortly. Um and yeah, it, it was it was all not a good season. Um, it was very competitive. Uh, uh apart from the end when, uh, Barcelona just ran away with it. But this upcoming season, this upcoming season, it's looking exciting. And then, t- touching on the last league, League One, France, PSG one. I guess. <laughs> 
Story's I think that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I think Lance pushed them close. Lance, if anything, they they just knocked Marseille. Because I, I think at one point when we were talking about uh, back in March, it was Marseille and PSG. Lens were still a little bit behind, and then they just went on this run. They mm-hmm. they caught up to PSG, but PSG had won it by like two or three weeks prior to the end of the season. Yeah, and... um. The, 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 yeah, but PSG lost some games and they ended up winning the league by a point. I think, and everyone, the, the talk was the Lionel Messi free kick who won them, um, one of the games before. I think it was against Rennes. Um, don't quote me on this, but the, the season's been over. I forgot. But it was a free kick um, that essentially won them the league. Um, what I wanted to talk to you guys about, kind of focusing on PSG, do you think Messi's treatment from the PSG fans are fear? Or PSG's treatment towards Messi was fear? Not at all. No, not at like, all. I thought they were out of line. Yeah, it's not fair at all. He, he's the legend. Beyond being a legend in the game, like he, like the output he gave them is just like it. Like, how do you boo a player like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you should have booed like every other player that's came through, like Angel Di Maria or somebody. Mm, I understood. Um, I kind of see where they're coming from, but at the same time, I still don't agree with the treatment. Like they did, they want they should have gotten angry at someone like Neymar like that a couple seasons ago when when Neymar was continuing carrying on his antics, you know. <laughs> well, um, but not the the issue with Neymar is he's injured for half of the season, so it's like his numbers look good until January, and then you just don't see him until next season. Yeah, <laughs> he works half a year. He works for, for <laughs> Neymar works for four months and it's dips. <laughs> and then, you know, when his birthday comes around and, you know, he has a party for his sister, that's when he's gone. That, mm-hmm. You don't see him until next he's like, season. He's like, all right, guys, I did the best. You guys got it from here, right? <laughs> M- mind you, his foot's working fine for the World Cup and all that. But, you know, for, for the, you know, when it's April and March for PSG, no, no, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, like, nah, nah, that's part of that. I really do believe in Neymar already. If Neymar had won the World Cup this year, I think he would have retired. If I, I genuinely believe he would have retired. If Neymar already won a World Cup and a Ballon d'Or, I think he would have retired. I think he, he's one of those guys that wants to go star in movies and party and stuff. Yeah, it would. To be honest, it would have probably ended his career in a bad way. In the, in the sense of like he just probably either wouldn't care anymore or he would just. <laughs> Overhype his own his own self and image, which is you know in a sense is never good. Never good. Uh, I did want to bring back on the Messi point. Uh, Messi had an you know by his numbers an average season sixteen goals, sixteen assists. You know, oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. players would kill for those numbers. Hmm, true. But uh, we're talking Messi here, so those that's average for him. You know, mm-hmm. when I say it's like when I, I when I say it's like Messi had an average season. You understand? People say, oh, Messi didn't have a spectacular season. That's average for him, yes. But it's still decent, though, for him going forward in League League One. I mean, he played a different role as well. Um, Neymar, Mbappe, main goal scorer. Well, Mbappe, main goal scorer. Not really Messi, who's usually the goal scorer at Barcelona, per se. Playmaking as well. But um, to me, those stats are still good at his age as well. So... Mm-hmm. No, don't get me wrong. They did crap out of the Champions League the way that they played. It was very uninspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did want to touch about was the Mbappe thing because 
his last year it was a big saga over his contract for him to stay. So he signed yeah. a new three year deal. Um, it's now come to terms that where he's not going to sign for the next. Hey, 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 hey. Save that for the transfer talk. Okay, we're saving that for later. <laughs> but, but bringing, bringing it back to last year, he was basically promised the keys to the club, right? Where mm-hmm. he was going to have a lot of transfer input. And it, w- it didn't really seem that way where, he, you know, it, it kind of seemed like the club not snubbed him, but overlooked his ideas. Yeah, because he wanted a striker, a focal point, and... He wanted to play off the left. He wanted, I think, Neymar missed to play off the other wing, and then someone just dropped in that number ten slot. It's not a bad idea, but they never attempted. It just seems like they like, take all this money, but you know we're not going to really do what you want to do. Which, in a sense, I don't think a player should ever have full control. But you know, it's kind of they're going back on their word against him. Yeah, don't 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 make promises you can't keep. Essentially, exactly. Thank you guys for joining us on the panels podcast. Again, from your host Javon, and I'm signing off with my co-host. Guys, it's Ryan. So long. And it's Javier. And this is Andrew. So long, guys. Catch you guys on the flip. Please remember to follow us at the Fanalistle Podcast on Instagram, the Final Whistle Pod the Final Whistle without the E at the N. Replace that with a 10 on Twitter at the Final Whistle <clears throat> uh, Podcast on TikTok. We are also on YouTube. Link will be in the day, in uh, in the bio on um Instagram. Catch you guys on the flip.